The virtual CISO moment is brought to you by VCISO Services, a leading provider of quality and experienced virtual chief information security officers for small and mid-sized businesses. Check them out at vcisoservices.com. Hi, I'm Greg Schaefer, and welcome to the Virtual CISO Moment Wrap-Up for Friday, July 1st, 2022. From IT security guru, a dangerous piece of functionality has been discovered in Microsoft 365 Suite that could potentially be abused by a malicious actor to ransom files stored on SharePoint and OneDrive and then launch attacks on cloud infrastructure. Sounds a bit ominous there. This allows for file encrypting malware to launch and if Encrypt files stored on a SharePoint and OneDrive in a way that makes them unrecoverable. The attack relies on a Microsoft 365 feature called Autosave that creates copies of older file versions. And the article states that Microsoft recommends to use a strong password, prevent large-scale data downloads to unmanaged devices, and mandate multi-factor authentication to mitigate this risk, as well as maintain periodic external backups of cloud files with sensitive data. Something to keep in mind, particularly those who have a Microsoft 365 shop. Next is an alert from CISA, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, for Medusa Locker ransomware, alert AA22-181A. The alert notes that observed as recently as May 2022, Medusa Locker or MedUSA Locker, depending upon how you would like to pronounce it. Uh, Actors predominantly rely upon vulnerabilities in remote desktop protocol to access victims' networks. The Medusa Locker actors encrypt the victim's data and leaves a ransom note with communication instructions in every folder containing an encrypted file. Medusa Locker appears to operate as ransomware as a service. And the alert goes on to provide very detailed information on the activation and the process of how Medusa Locker operates, as well as indicators of compromise or IOCs. Also this week, California announced, and this comes to us from the register, that Their state's gun control websites exposed 10 years of personal data, and some of it may have been leaked on social media. A California state website exposed the personal details of anyone who had applied for a concealed and carry weapons CCW permit between 2011 and 2021. In addition to that portal, data was exposed on several other online dashboards provided by the state, including the Assault Weapon Registry, handgun certified for sale, dealer record of sale, firearm safety certificate, and gun violence restraining order dashboards. Now, the information that was exposed included names, dates of birth, gender, race, driver's license numbers, addresses, and criminal histories. It did not, however, expose social security numbers or financial information. So we'll find out more about this. Of course, privacy is first and foremost in many people's minds today and whether or not this is something that we'll find out more details about how it happened and what was released and what sort of mitigation actions were taken, we'll find out in a follow-up.
From techtarget.com, the Sands Institute notes that human error remains the top security issue. Human error remains the most effective vector for conducting network infiltrations and data breaches, according to their annual security awareness report. That's based on data from a thousand information security professionals. They found that employees and their lack of security training remain common points of failure for data breaches and network attacks. This report also noted that while many companies are pouring money into expensive IT security products and investments, spending money on training and drilling employees on how to spot and block scams might be the best investment for companies. I know there's a significant debate in the information security community as to whether or not the primary issues of data breaches are people-based or tool-based. I've said before that my position is that we need to look at increasing the efficacy of all controls across the board, and we should not eliminate or pretty much eliminate one for the other. Not to say that that's what some are calling for, but I think that there needs to be a little bit less finger pointing, which is the best, which is the worst, and more of just trying to raise everybody up. In any case, information security awareness is a critical issue, and we can still do better. Finally, I want to apologize for being a little bit late in the production and publication of a couple of the episodes this past week. The virtual CISO moment interview episode that usually drops on Tuesday did not drop till Wednesday. And I did not record today's episode until later in the afternoon, whereas usually it will drop early in the morning. There's a reason for that. Life happens sometimes. And I'll explain the story after the break. Since starting this podcast in its new format early in the spring this year, I have maintained a very disciplined regimen of being consistent with style and drop dates and times, length of episodes. I think that's important. I think that that's what's to be expected. Of course, I also try to be very intentional about the quality of content. The items that I include in the updates are items that I feel are necessary for the week. And the folks that I talk to on the Tuesday episodes are folks that I believe, have made and will continue to make significant contributions to the information security community, particularly when it relates to small and mid-sized businesses. So I try very hard to keep this running on an expected schedule, and I don't want to sacrifice that quality because of events. And so instead of trying to rush things through this past week, I had a little bit of a delay. And what happened this week, actually about a week ago, week ago today, suddenly and unexpectedly, my stepfather passed away. Now, I normally wouldn't mention this on the podcast, nor would I mention it on LinkedIn, which I have, and that link to that post is in the show notes. But I did want to talk a little bit just briefly about one of the many ways that Rory Abraham, my stepfather, influenced me, and this is in the career arena. I've known Roy for close to 40 years. 
and I suppose maybe about 35. Um, and an amazing person, prior Air Force, wonderful man, and heavily involved in physical fitness. He had very early in his life interjected workouts into his daily routine to the point where it is was habitual. And often I know that we sometimes don't pay as much attention to that that we should, but Roy was consistent every day. At the very least, he'd do his morning workout routines, calisthenics and sorts, sort, probably learned some of those habits when he was in the military. He also was an avid cyclist and runner. And in fact, that's how he met my mother many, many years ago. About 15 years ago, he suffered a sudden bad feeling is the way I want to describe it while running a 5k had to drop out of the race. Very rare for him to do that. And for the next few days, he was fighting off a bug, something that he thought was a bug, but he was still doing his morning calisthenics exercises, those sorts of things. Well, long story short, without going into details, he had a previously unknown condition that could have been fatal. My takeaway from that is that his preparation for that moment, his focus on physical fitness is what kept him from succumbing to it 15 years ago. Now, prior to that, I worked out more for performance reasons, but after that, I began to think about it as a quality of life issue. And so now, as I've promoted on this podcast and on social media, I work out every day, functional fitness, in order to maintain a high quality of life. It helps me very much in my career, helps me to serve others. A lot of that came from Roy and from this particular incident. And so we, of course, had to, my family had to take care of stuff this week, and hence the reasons why elements of this podcast was were late this week. And again, for that, I apologize. I think you all probably understand. But my tribute to him is going forward and continuing to go forward is to continue the workout routine so that I can have and maintain the quality of life. That's what I learned from Roy Abraham. May you rest in peace. Thank you for listening. We have a great episode coming up next Tuesday with William Burchett. He is president of Logo Systems and also the founder of the VCSO Network. So look out for that on Tuesday. Until then, stay secure.